Hey guys. Happy Friday to y'all. It's um, another Panther Ants podcast of Walt Wad Harris. It's eight degrees out here on a Friday morning. And I, you know, coming up from work yesterday, shoot, it was 104, so much to do uh, this, um, to this man of my family who's coming to visit me in a few weeks. I told myself the 100 degree weather has already arrived in Houston and they freaked out. I don't know, you know, I think my first summer here, the heat really pissed me off. But now, for me, now it's just, it's standard. It's like, ah, it's 100 degrees. Yep. But, anyways. You know, this podcast pretty much today is going to be pretty much a news dump, I guess you can call it. Not entirely whole lot to talk about. You know, pit football's not recruiting, and they're out taking selfies of where they're um, recruiting. I haven't really landed anybody, but they're, you know, they're just out, you know, recruiting and taking photos and all the places they're eating at. Just haven't really landed anybody yet. Oh, well, it's May. You know, it happens. Some players will verbal eventually. You know, uh, Pit Hoops still do their own thing. Kennedy Chukawa, I guess that's how you pronounce all that. He is opted to come back to pit, which is awesome. Either way, he's replaceable. And that's the thing, you know, we lost two of um, our best players from last year. And the sad part is, is they're both replaceable. I mean... I don't know if that's odd or not. I mean, they're just, they're replaceable. You know, we, obviously with the right coach, they're replaceable because, you know, we were able to fill those positions with some decent players. But Pitt obviously has two scholarships left, and they, um, obviously, they got to get some big men if they can. So, we'll see what happens. Scrolling down the list, Pitt Baseball clinched its uh, ACC postseason appearance after getting railed by Clemson, but they still clinched, so Pitt's going to the postseason under Giordano. So, I'm not sure about the future of, of, of you know, Giordano himself. I mean, this could be a good parting gift for him. Hey, you know, congratulations on getting put in the ACC tournament. Yeah, you're fired. But, but Jordan has been at it for about you know, 18 seasons now. He's been here for a while. Maybe time for some fresh blood. I mean, Rice, I mean, down here in Rice, they part ways with their, with their coach. He was here for 30-some years, I believe, or maybe more than that. He was, shoot, when they got rid of him, he was 
82 years old. He's still doing. He's still 82, obviously. But you know, things have fallen off for Rice, but. One thing the Conference USA fell apart a little bit. Football and basketball, the product has gotten better. Baseball, it's kind of meh in that regard. But in terms of rice, they got other, there's a lot of good baseball programs they can play against, such as you know, Houston. Houston has a decent team. Houston Baptist has had some decent teams, they've been in the tournament. Sam Houston State, you got AM, you got all the I mean all the Southwest Conference schools. So which makes me wonder does does Heather, you know, decide to pull the plug on Giordano and hire a new baseball coach? Because he's been at it for a while. And they haven't really made the tournament at all. I don't think they've ever made the tournament under Jordan. I'd have to look at that. I'd have to look at his stats, but I, I know not. You know, he, they had some really good teams when, when they were in the Big East. It's just they could never do it in the postseason. And I think their RPI was never high enough. But I'm sure Heather will look at the state of the program, and she'll see the you know what this. What does Jordan have to work with? What recruits does he have coming in? All that type of all that type of stuff. But other than that, there's really not much else pit, you know, pit sports wise to talk about, so I'm gonna ramble on about some some subjects that are probably gonna bore the hell out of you, but hey, you know. You got your, I mean, if you if you came for just for pit stuff, I mean, you got your six minute fix. But uh, looking at some of the stuff going on in Pittsburgh in general, you got the Pirates in first place in the middle of May, and to me personally, I think that's cool. I mean. I know there. I know the 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 uh, the, uh, the issue is the uh, the attendance is down this year, and people, I guess, you know, oh, they're revolting and yada yada yada. And despite all that, Pirates are in first place, and it's a long season, obviously. I mean, but they're a quarter way through and they're in first place. So they're competing. And you gotta give them that. So I mean there's a I mean they have a competitive product on the field right now. But as the season goes on, we'll see, you see what happens. Because you got through these first 42 games or 43 games, eight games above 500. Anything can happen these next 40 some games.
sorry for the long pause. I'm on the freeway and some guy just buzzed right past me. And I guess the car in front of me was about to change lanes. I'm guessing I'm glad he caught that in time because. Well, <clears throat> both those guys are probably being a one off hurt right now. Probably me too, of course. But back to the Pirates. I mean, I'm sure fans are sick of the whole thing. They're not investing. I mean, they're back to rebuilding. But, you know, the product right now isn't bad. I mean, it's not a bad product. I mean, they're competing. That's all I can really ask for at this point. I'm sure they wanted the they, you know, they wanted the Nuttings to uh, to be more aggressive in the free agency, but if Nutting goes out and spends money on players, he's probably gonna jack up he's gonna jack up the ticket prices. Because that's what really what that's all that happens usually when this, when they, when they do this, fans are gonna get upset. Because the, uh, the, oh, the ticket prices went up, so I mean you can't have it both ways. I mean you can't have a really good, a really good product and have cheap ticket prices. It just doesn't happen. I mean look at the Steelers; they all, ticket prices have always gone up for the Steelers. I know when I was um, When I went to the games, I remember a um, shoot three River Stadium. Our for the face value of our tickets, our season tickets were thirty five bucks a piece. We get the Heinz, and the face value of our tickets went up to like fifty five dollars, I think, a ticket, which really isn't bad. When they gave Ben Roethlisberger his $100 million contract, I just remember that the prices shot up to like almost, I think, between $75 and $85 a ticket. And I remember, I remember, season ticket holders were pissed. Because they complained about the, you know, the steers jacking up the prices. But that's what happens when you when you uh, spend more money on players and you give them bigger contracts, they they raise the prices. I mean, you know, everything goes up. I mean, gas go, gas is going up again. I mean, it's almost hit three three dollars here. Sadly, I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed uh, the uh, the dollar something a tent, you know a gallon, but good things can't last forever, obviously. I mean, I remember when, uh, back in 98, I bought a uh, Jerome Bettis jersey replica. It was 45 bucks. Then he retired, and I bought a San Antonio Holmes jersey, and that was 75 And now those things are over $100. I mean, no wonder, uh, no wonder people go over, the, they buy that stuff overseas now.
which I had, you know, which was ironic because that's that's somebody on my Facebook feed complaining. He's a hardcore union guy, and he doesn't like, you know, labor going overseas. Doesn't like illegals. But he goes and complains about how he bought a jersey on eBay for really cheap, and turns out he bought it overseas, and then the government confiscated it. Yeah, I figured a um, a union guy like himself, maybe he'd buy American first. You know, you know, buy you know, Although a lot of those, a lot of those jerseys are made overseas anyway. They're just marked up. You know, go find you an American street vendor. And selling, you know, the like the you know, like a, like a Chaz Bonasorti type or, ordeal. And go buy one of his jerseys. You know, buy the Ike, buy the buy the Ike uh, replica NFL jersey or Adidas. Okay, well, I'm falling off a track, off a script here. So let's let's get away from all that. Uh, but anyways, pirates. Obviously, with the penguin, with the penguins out, you got Mark Andre Fleury. Um, he's in Vegas. He had a really good year. He's, he's flourish. Obviously, the flowers flourishing, flourishing in Vegas. And you know, I was reading about how Vegas obviously got some some advantages during their expansion and building their team. And um, I think with the NHL, to be honest with you, they had. They probably didn't really need this team, this Vegas team, that to, to be a, a smashing success off the bat. Because if it's not, probably nobody's going to invest in hockey. You know, it's been very hard for them to sell hockey in, in a lot of these territories. You know, Nashville is obviously really picked up. They really love. You know the, the predators, although you know, supposedly they endorsed the Democrat Democrat for mayor. So Clay Travis is off his rocker, which means he'll probably stop talking about talkie. You know, for the five minutes he does on his show, he's so he can use energy to on LeBron James a bit more. But yeah, it's very hard and. The NHL probably needed this team to come, you know, to come out the gates and be successful, so they could have a really good product. Because they they really need this Vegas team to work out, given it's in Vegas. But you know, it's like when John Van Beesbrook got let go from the uh, Rangers. He ended up in the expansion Florida Panthers. The guy played his ass off for the Panthers. I mean, he was a badass in that. Got them in the playoffs eventually, I believe. And, you know, Flurry's probably having that resurgence here, resurgence here as well with his new team. Because, I mean, you know, he, he, did, he did have some periods where you know, he was bad. and The Penguins, Penguins fans from general have always been hard on their goaltenders. Even back when Barrasso played, people hated Barrasso. They always wanted Ken Ray get to play, and 
eventually they would dump on a ragged and it was always back and forth. Then you have Patrick Laleem and JSR Ben. Ron Tugnut. Although Tugnut only played like a year, I think. Or no, I think he played maybe half a season, probably. But yeah, Penguins fans always dumped on her goalie. I mean, they they've been they've been very hard on Flurry, which has been odd. I mean, I went to a game back in 2012 the visit, you know, when I visited Pittsburgh, you know, and God, the Pens won that game big, and they were trashing the hell out of Flurry in the stands. So, I guess the debate is whether to feel happy for Flurry or not. Uh, you know, if you're a hardcore Penguins fan, I mean, there's. You know, there's grace periods for this stuff, and you can feel happy for him now. I mean, you want him to be successful where he's at. Just don't, uh, as long as he doesn't take any cups away from Sid and, and Gino, he can win. You know, he can win as many games as he wants. Just don't take any cups away from Sid, you know from the Pens, pretty much. Whereas, you know, I wish Jamie Dixon well, but now that we got Capel, I mean. I won't wish that Jimmy loses every game, but my thing is, is if we beat, if we ever have to face TCU, I hope we kick the crap out of them. So, if you want to root for Flurry, root for Flurry. So, I mean, there's really no ill will. I mean, the guy obviously wasn't wanted here in Pittsburgh anymore. And Matt Murray obviously came on, and he's a lot younger. And that's, you know, you go with the younger guy. You go with the youth. It happens. So, at least they sent him off, you know, with uh, two more cups to his uh, name. So, as I close out of here, I got three more things to talk about. Well, we got the NBA playoffs. You know, in short, I you know I, I, I thought Brad Stevens, in the current state of the Celtics, would give the the Warriors more of a series than anything. And obviously, Houston pro- proved me wrong the other night as they woke up and beat the crap out of uh, the Warriors in Game Two. But they go back to Oakland now to play two more games, and Rockets obviously got to win at least one of those games. Otherwise, they're screwed. I think game one, they probably took they probably took Golden State a little bit light lightly, and I don't know I don't know why you would take Golden State lightly at all, to be honest, because they've been in the finals for the last three years, and you don't take a team like that too too lightly, especially in the playoffs. I mean, you could, you could have a 14-point lead on these guys, but after a few missed possessions, they can. I mean, they can drill a bunch of threes, and they're better. Next thing you know, they're they're winning by ten. So that that maybe that's still an interesting series to watch. I'm not sure about Cleveland. Cleveland, it's LeBron. It's really just LeBron and Brad Stevens just knows how to dice up teams. We know that too well. 
obviously you can say Brad, obviously, you know, the Brad Stevens ended, ended pit basketball, or at least the dictionary he ended it. And so, I mean, he didn't, I mean, he didn't blow pit out, it just, after that, shit just went downhill, on the court, off the court. But, uh, you know, Jamie's had a little resurg- resurgence as of late. And, you know, I was, and to be honest with you, I was looking at the, um, I was looking at some things over, over the weekend. And, well, actually, not really. I just was bored one night and was just Googling a bunch of shit. But, obviously, TCU is on some resurgence now because Jamie has them winning off the ga- out the gate. On the other side of the coin, the Dallas Mavericks are on a downward spiral. They won a championship, you know, a few years back. And, you know, they had so many seasons, but that's about it. Last two years, they've been, they've been pretty bad. You know, Dirk's getting old, and he still wants to play, and he's just old. You know, in Cuban, obviously... He's trying to bring players in. He, you know, DeAndre Jordan. He tried to bring in, and at the la- at the last minute, he he backed out. And pretty much, the players from the Clippers had a sit in at his house, which is hilarious because if you look at that, if you look at that now, they wanted him to stay, and they had a sit in in his house. But of course, now the guys that wanted them to stay, they're gone now. Chris Paul wanted out. He goes to Houston. But, you know, Blake left too. But to be, to be fair though, Blake actually wanted to stay in, you know, in LA. He signed that big mega deal. And then the Clippers traded and the Clippers traded him later that season to to, to Detroit. So, you know, DeAndre probably should just left because Really, there's no loyalty, and people are just in it for themselves. So, but he, uh, yeah, you know, Cuban's been striking out, striking out pretty much in the free agency market, and they've been they've lost the last two seasons, and Carlos approaching sixty years old. He's fifty eight right now. I may I maybe give him another year or two. He probably maybe he probably probably hangs it up. Or if anything, he moves on somewhere else. Because I um, I'm not sure if Cuban's gonna stick with him for too long if they keep losing. So Cuban being a Pittsburgh native sees a former Pitt coach who was really successful in the you know, the college level. Although he didn't win any championships, sure, but he won plenty of, plenty of division titles and or conference titles, I should say. And he won some. You know, he won a co- you know conference tournament championship, and there they were one seed several times, and well, twice actually. And you know, he's rebuilding TCU, and he's doing a really good job there. And, so, 
maybe he makes something. Maybe he sees you know, what Brad Stevens has done because, you know, he was a college coach. How, how successful he is. And Billy Donovan, too, college coach as well. Really successful on you know, college hoops. Maybe Cuban goes that route and maybe gets uh, offers a job to Dixon maybe in a year or two. Which makes you wonder if Dixon would take the job. I mean, he'd still be the, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But would he, in his right mind, take the job and go NBA? Because uh, I'm not sure how far he takes TCU, and you know, as far as, a, as in terms of programs, I'm sure he'll win games, but I don't know. But I doubt national championships. Although, excuse my yawning. Although stranger things have happened, it'd be our luck that he won the national championship with uh, TCU. Or goes to the final four. But maybe he takes a stab at the pros. Because I don't see him actually leaving his alma mater for really any, any other school. People say Texas, but I don't know. I mean, well, he would go work for Del Colony, but it'd be a really dick move for him to leave his alma mater and to go coach at Texas. The you know, I mean, people just. They, they hate Texas down here. These other schools. They hate Texas. So I don't really blame them for that. So no, I mean, if he goes anywhere else, maybe he, could, maybe he goes to the West Coast. But who knows? Maybe, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Oh well, guys enough rambling this is just a news dump have fun enjoy your friday hell to pit